wanna get high, man. Let's stimulate your mind. Get up, Chucky! What have we got here? Fucking comedian. <laughs> Rojan Kim. Hello, and welcome to the Rojan Kim cast. It's me, Rojan Kim. Thank you so much for joining me. This is episode 193. Hooray, 193. Um... We've done it, guys. We This is as far as I wanted to go. This is the last episode of the Rojan Kim cast because I don't think... There's no number higher than 193, so that's that's it. I'm calling it, and I'm calling it... This is it, the last... Wait, I'm being told that there are numbers higher than 193. All right, well, I guess I'm... I'm still doing it then. Okay, I'm still in. This is not the last episode of the Rojan Kim cast. This is indeed the 193rd episode. Thank you so much for joining me. It's the pandemic. It's the pandemic election. It's the pandemic election. Rides in the streets, and we're now having gunfights for 17 year olds. Okay, this is what happens when you take Fortnite off of Apple, okay? Fucking kids start playing Fortnite outside, right? Are you happy now? Happy taking Fortnite off the platforms? You think that the kids are just going to sit by and let you do that? No, they take their guns and they're going to go out there and play Fortnite out in the world, okay? Um, That's what's going to happen, all right? That's what's going to happen, and that's what's happening here in the greatest country in the world. Is that's that's what the Republicans are saying. This is the greatest country in the world. I mean, both sides are saying this is the greatest country in the world, and one side's like it's not that great because the other side has it, and the other side's like it's not great because the other side's trying to come get us, you know. And you got both sides kind of saying the other side is the reason why America is not great, but otherwise it would be so great. Imagine if there was only one party, only one party, and. Everybody agreed. Wouldn't it be so great? Wouldn't we live in the greatest country on earth? But, you know, here's the thing. Both parties do agree. There are a lot of things that they agree on. And uh, for some reason, that's not really a big part of the cultural dialogue because we have to have a war, right? Everything is sort of this dichotomy, you know, red versus blue, Coke versus Pepsi, GM versus Ford. Everything is just like, you know, one thing versus another. It always has to be. We've got to have a war. War. Pit sides against each other, right? That's just the way it is. That's the American way. Right? It's the American scheme. Right? You got to yourself the American dream. Right? George Carlin said it's called the American dream because you have to be asleep to believe in it. Right? And I think that it's the American, the dream has been updated to a scheme. It's really what it is. It's a giant, you know, it's a Ponzi scheme. It's a scam. It's a fucking <sighs> grift, whatever you want to call it, a giant con job. It's just a, um, you know, a great part of it. It is and it isn't. You know, that's the whole thing. That's the whole Rob Schneider thing, right? Same but different, right? It is, in some ways, a kleptocracy, but not so bad as other countries, right? There are forces that seem to keep it in check, and, you know, we're still here. We're, we're still here. It's 2020. We're, we haven't killed ourselves, though some people are killing each other in the streets. Though that isn't that different than what's been going on, right? Even if we didn't have a pandemic and a lockdown, people have been shooting each other. We are shooty people, like I said last podcast. And, of course, the number, the first podcast that I started with, episode number one of the Rojan Kim cast, was called The United States of Active Shooters, right? That was after a, one of the sh- many shootings we've had. And shootings in the 193 episodes of the Rojan Kim cast have been a big part of the show just because of, um, well, it's it's a big problem, right? It's a bit kind of a problem. It's kind of a problem to be so shooty. Uh, it's one problem among many. It is a problem we focus on, so I don't think it's like, oh, it's a problem we need to really worry on, worry about. But I do think that maybe 
some of the things we don't see um, are the things that we should really worry about. You know what I'm saying? Because I think there's a big difference between the things we talk about and what we don't talk about, right? And let's just think about what we talk about. What do we talk about? What are we talking about? Well, we talk about the election. That's like the number one thing. The number one thing, the election has been the number one thing since 2016, right? The, there was no resolution, you know, uh, please refer to my past episodes about the blue balls that we got from Hillary Clinton never coming up and giving her concession speech and the chaos that has been unleashed upon us ever since right how she would rather watch this country burn and it is and pit the entire country against each other in a second civil war than to admit that she was a bad candidate and by extension the entire party is willing to burn this entire country to the ground you know and they're and even with the riots they're like ah, it's a mostly peaceful but fiery protest you know it's like they're just using these lies and propaganda to obscure you know what is really going on and they're trying to uh seems like i mean i have no i don't know why they would show you a picture of a fire and be like yeah this is peaceful you know i don't accept to just gaslight you right we're being gaslit by the news media yeah the people who are supposed to be telling us the truth right and what do they talk about the election but what else do they talk about race everything's about race right black man was shot in kenosha wisconsin you know white kid with a ar-15 shoots two white you know at that actually at that point they didn't go she shot a bunch of white protest protesters you think if Kyle Rittenhouse shot black protesters. They'd be like, look, these fucking white supremacists shot white. But he, he didn't. He didn't because he was attacked by the white ones, right? Because black people are kind of smart. And maybe there aren't that many in Kenosha, Wisconsin. I don't fucking know. All I know is that everything we're being told to us by the mainstream sources seems to be a half-truth, right? Seems to be a half-truth. And everything that they talk about, it's all through the lens of a war, right? So the election is a war. And then the race thing is a war. It's like racist versus non-racist, anti-racist versus racist, you know? Uh, you know, like everything is sort of presented through that. What else do we talk about besides what's going... Okay, so what do we have going on? What are the main issues that everybody's talking about? Obviously, pandemic, right? That's been also politicized. So that it's like masks versus non-masks. You know, is it people believe in the virus? We've versus people who don't people who believe in the lockdown versus people who don't you know all this stuff people who blame china versus people who don't it is everything's becoming polarized politicized okay most i mean and not for any um evil reason which would be awesome i hope i wish there was some kind of malevolent evil force some kind of i don't know putin you know it's putin putin himself is dividing the country and it's not it's it's actually it just it it isn't that would be so much more comforting but it's really honestly i think it's just greed and indifference you know that's why how we got here nobody gives a fuck and they're just making money so whatever we'll just keep doing it until it's a problem and now it's kind of starting to be a problem but you know what people still make money off it so we're just gonna you know we're gonna kick the can down the line you know so what else what else do we talk about you know what are we talking about we're talking about like you know in terms of foreign policy what do we talk about we talk about how israel and the united United Arab Emirates uh, came to a peace deal. Yay. And now there's peace in the Middle East. I mean, this fucks the Palestinians. Uh, no, shh, don't talk about the Palestinians. Don't talk about Iran. Don't talk about the uh, quagmire of the uh, seven countries we're at war in. Don't talk about it. Talk about the peace deal. You know, we made a peace. I mean, were they fighting? No. No. There's. I mean, it's complicated, but now it's like they're cool. You know, they're cool with each other. So now everything's cool. Yay. Do we get rid of nukes? 
in the Middle East? No, not really. Iran's probably going to make some, and Israel already already has some, and it's kind of like a thing we don't talk about. Oh, here we are back again to things we talk about versus things we don't talk about. So what what do we talk about? We talk about Iran has a nuclear weapon, oh, or they're going to get one. They're going to get one? They can't get one. What do we do? We have to stop a nuclear Iran, but what do we not talk about? Israel has nukes. They do? Yeah, they got nukes. They got fucking... How'd they get them? Oh, there's this whole thing. There's this guy, Mordecai. I forgot his last name. Mordecai something. He used a whistleblower, um, and he exposed the fact that the Israelis were working on the bomb. I forgot how they got it. They either got it through... I think it was like South Africa or some shit. It was like some kind of uh, some kind of thing. So it was nuclear scientist. I think he stole it from America. I can't remember. And then, oh, the story was that Israel is trying to give nukes to South Africa, and then South Africa formally was like, "We're not getting nukes. You know, we're not, we're not having nukes." Probably with the foresight of like, "Uh oh, what's going to happen when the majority takes over?" The majority being the Africans, um, you know. So it was all exposed, right? This whistleblower exposed it, and then the whistleblower actually got set up into a honey trap and then nabbed by the Israelis, set up by, guess who? Robert Maxwell, Ghislaine Maxwell's father. Anyway, let's move on. We don't talk about that. Those are the things we don't talk about. What do we talk about? Well, we talk about how, you know, there's... um you know, there needs to be peace in the Middle East, and this is this is doing it. <laughs> that's what we're talking about. We we're actually talking about the other stuff, right? Yeah. So that's all the stuff when you're talking about the pandemic. You're talking about this, you know, the, all the stuff, all the stuff that's, uh, you know, but what are we not talking about? Well, we don't seem to be talking about the wars, right? We got seven wars. Not talking about that. Uh, we're not talking about the fact that uh, overall there's no difference between the outcomes of places that locked down versus places that didn't. There doesn't seem to be any statistical significance between the two things. That's actually, you know, just Google it. You look it up. It's out there. This It's just statistics, okay? I don't know why I can't say the word statistics right now, but I'm, I'm trying. I'm saying it over and over just so I can get it out. Statistics, okay? Look at it, Look them up. Look them up, okay? Things are, it's all going down. Everything's going down, but there's also no correlation between the different policies people use, like locking down versus not locking down which should raise some questions about was it necessary to destroy the economy? A lot of people were like, we needed to destroy the economy to save lives because without lives, there's no economy. But now that lives are not being destroyed, do we continue to destroy the economy? I don't know. I mean, at some point, the economy is going to get worse than the lives that would have been lost. And then we'd, we would wish, we'd be like, God, I wish those people died instead. <laughs> I wish all those oldies died as dead as of us fucking eating trash out of the gutter. But whatever. What can we do, right? And that's what it is, you know? And I feel like, um, why am I obsessed with this kind of stuff? What am I? I'm obsessed with, like, the wars, right? I'm obsessed with, like, the hypocrisy of the drug war, right? The drug war, the war on terror. Those are my two main things. And I feel like, ooh, this is really part of what is fucking us as a country, like where all our money's going, what's causing all this, this, these problems, the police problems, the terrorism, these, all these things that we were scared of, or the things we talk, that's all comes from the war on terror and the war on drugs. Yet none of those things are talked about. That's not talked about. You know, we talk about police brutality, defund the police, talk about this and that, but not the drug war, right? The infrastructure of the 
the drug war and the militarization of the police that came with both the drug war and the war on terror. You see? The, and guess who trained the police to be this militaristic? Israel. Ha! What is that? The Derek Chauvin kneeling on the neck thing? That's procedure. And that's how uh, the IDF also treats Palestinians. You know, that's what they do. It's part of how they trained, you know, an it's an occupying force. The police is being turned into an occupying force, right? Because I think what's, this is my guess, and I'm sure it's not, I'm not the first person saying this, I'm sure people are saying this, is that, you know, the uh, quote-unquote ruling class, the powers that be, can see the writing on the wall of the disparity of wealth getting to the point where it's just going to be uncontrollable. There's going to be way more poor people than manageable. There's probably going to be lots of violence. So it's going to be a lot of stuff. So what are we doing? What are they doing? They're sort of pulling back, right? They're pulling out letting the kind of everything kind of crumble you know there's nothing left to save here maybe they'll come in after they'll come in at they'll buy the dip you know they're bought that's what they say in the market right you see the signs there's going to be a tumble stock prices are going to fall we buy the dip right that's what we do that's what everybody you know that's what you're supposed to do in a stock market that keeps going up every time it goes down you buy it and it goes up yeah that's what we do that's what the so i feel like that's what the elite ruling class are doing is they're they're stepping out they're not trying to make things better they're going to just let it collapse and then they can swoop in by the dip, right? And that's what that's what you do when you have dough, when you have money. See, when it comes down to all of us, you know, the Joe Schmoes, uh, you know, let's just use the analogy of stocks, right? Like all the Robin Hood traders, all the, everybody who's getting in. Tesla just split its stock five ways. Everybody jump on board. Apple split its stock four ways. Jump on board. Stocks are going through the roof. Stocks, stocks, stocks. It's never going to fall. It's never going to fall. Everybody jump in, okay? Every time it goes down, buy the motherfucking dip, buy the dip. And we all go in, and then one day it's just going to collapse gonna because it's a big old confidence scheme, right? It's a big old just like a pyramid scheme. It's a big old, you know, there's nothing underneath, and one day the bottom's going to fall out, you know? Uh, probably a giant rich person, a whale of some kind, will move the market with tons of money and then shake everybody out. Ah, everybody will sell all their shit. The market will come tumbling, tumbling, tumbling down. And guess who will be waiting at the bottom to scoop it up? The super rich, right? They buy the motherfucking dip. But guess who gets burned on the way down? You and me, everybody, right? Everybody, just the average Joe Schmo person, okay? Everybody. And that's the thing. How do these elites and ruling class, how do they get rich? Well, let's just think about the government. Let's just talk about government because I think part of the problem of government is that it's corrupt. So how do they fucking get rich? How do they get all this money? How do all these government contracts happen? What's all this lobbying about? Like, Why is so much money spent to make sure people vote a certain way in Congress or make sure certain industries or businesses are favored? Why do they do that? Well, maybe it's because of the revolving door policies that they have where you could vote, you could, you know, work as a congressperson, be on, say, like, you know, whatever, some board that they have, one of those boards, you know, like the energy board or whatever, you know, you could look favorably toward a certain oil company. And then when your term's up, you could go work for that company, right? And then you can in turn become the lobbyist. You had all that experience on the other end being lobbied. Now you know how to lobby too. So then you lobby your replacement and then so on and so forth. And then, you know, maybe you move up the ladder. Maybe you become uh, a senator or something. You run for something else. I mean, that's just the game, right? Game's all rigged because all this money's flooding in there. So it's basically, it's like corporate money flooding in to Congress to uh, influence them on how to direct tax money, public money, because that's a huge amount of money. 
all that tax money is what goes into fighting seven wars. All that tax money goes into bailing out Wall Street. When we had that financial crash in March, they just fucking unloaded $1.5 trillion onto them. They're like, here you go. This will help, right? You know, to make sure that the market didn't crash. They, the Fed is printing money. Um, and from my studies, what I'm learning is that the, what that actually means is they're not literally printing money. They're just going out and just buying all the debt. They're just buying all the debt, just buying it all up, buying it all up so it doesn't, you know, collapse so that people just don't start coming in and being like coming, you know, collecting debts that no one can pay. And then everything just kind of collapses. The government just coming in and being like, yeah, well, I'll, I'll buy that debt. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of keeping things afloat. And that's kind of, I guess how you print money quote unquote. And where does all that money come from to buy the debt? Well, apparently it's uh, it comes from the future it comes from the future. They're taxing, you know what I mean? It's money that they're going to raise in the future that they're going to, put toward this yeah we'll totally pay you back and that's what we say that's actually what we say to china every year haha <laughs> that's why we owe them like a trillion or whatever it's because they we they keep lending us money to buy the stuff they make so cheap so that we can keep borrowing money you know and then they can make it by taking that money make the stuff send us stuff then we buy it they take that money and then lend it back to it you know it's a nice little cycle and that's what everything is everything is, is just a little scheme right a little cycle um and overall nobody's really talking about the underlying mechanism of that scheme that cycle how it's all sort of one hand watching the washing the other you know just a, a series of people just kind of um grifting the public t- making money off the public you know just leeching trillions of dollars off of you and me everybody here um for their own ends you know and just extracting it just taking it out just taking it out and of course nobody's talking about that right nobody's talking about that nobody's ta- everybody's talking about oh the stock market's going through the roof stonks they're going through the roof stonks everybody you know everything is like why is the stonks but the economy is so bad but the stonks are so great and maybe we should just all buy stonks you know like what what's what's that about stocks you know going through the roof who knows what that's about, you know? Um, well, I do. I'm, it's market manipulation. Well, it's not like I know this. This is just from... I listen to all these podcasts now <laughs> about the market, so I know what I'm talking about. No, I'm just repeating what I heard, but these guys think that, you know, it's the Fed fucking dumping all this money. It's boosting everything. Plus, you know, uh, people are saying it's like people like you and me stuck at home with stimulus, playing with stimulus and unemployment money and you're just dumping it into the market and we're all going to lose it and it's fine. What does any of that matter when the daughter, da- daughter, when the dollar is probably plummeting, everybody, it's going down. Yay, dollar's going to crash. So maybe you should hold all your money, not in dollars, but in Bitcoin and gold. And then maybe that market will crash and then you'll have nothing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If you don't have the wealth to survive the volatility of some of the swings that are going to occur as uh, everything just starts going nuts, um, it it doesn't fucking matter. You know what I mean? Like you could you could put your money in gold, but that gold could go become worthless, right? And then you'll have to sell it because it becomes there's nothing you can do with it. And then the fucking rich will come and swoop it up, and then it'll pump up the value. And that's just what they do. And so here we are again. That's the American scheme. You know, that's the American scheme. It's tricking you and me to buy into a thing. We put just the fraction of money we have, we have nothing. And yet we put it into the machine, hoping to get something out of it. And the machine takes it all, kind of divvies out a little bit, throws us a bone here and there, but instead is uh, fighting wars in seven countries with robots. Um, 
using robots, not fighting against robots. If they were fighting robots in seven countries, I'd say like, okay, maybe that's worth it. If there was some kind of weird invasive robot army that's in seven countries and we got to save those seven countries, I'd be like, dude, we got to get in those seven countries and save these robots, save these uh, people from the robots. Wait, the robots are bad, right? Yeah, yeah, so we're fighting robots, but we're not fighting robots. We're the robots. We have the robot. We're Skynet. We're Sky. Every movie that we made up, Terminator, Star Wars, whatever, you know, where you got like the evil, you know, cold, evil machine sort of empire that's taking over the humanity, the poor, rugged humanity of people, people who want freedom and liberty, you know, that's now we are the bad guys. We are the empire. We are Skynet. That's us. That's how America is. We have literal robot planes flying over. and shoot. I mean, it's like the beginning of fucking Terminator 1 or the flashback scenes in Terminator 2, you know, where they're fighting the robots in, in the future. That's, that's us now. That's what we're doing now to those people. So those people are the rebels, not us. We're the empire, okay? And meanwhile, you know, yeah, you have a galactic empire. You know, you have your Skynet. What about the day-to-day just machines who are just kind of, you know, trying to get through life? You know, trying to buy stocks, you know, just kind of trying to figure out what's real and what's not. You know what I'm saying? You know, just like, you know, sure, Skynet shows us the bad side of all these robots, you know, the guys that go around killing humans. But what about the guys just like, I don't know, playing with the robot dogs or the, you know, the guys who are, um, super into robot trains or something, you know? Like there's a, I'm sure there's some kind of civilian population of the machine world you know what i'm saying like in the matrix or whatever you know when the machines take over i'm sure there's just like joe schmo machines joe schmo bots <laughs> i'm sure there's joe schmo bots i mean it can't just be like all fucking super soldiers looking at hunter killer warriors right i mean or squid monsters or whatever you know there's just got to be like just your average robot who just is like i don't know it's like bender you know just likes to drink beer and bend stuff you know it's got to be anyways uh, they get fucked too. Yeah, that's the whole thing. <laughs> no matter what the scenario, if you're just the average, you know, below wealthy, you know, if you, you don't have the asset classes, you know, to manage the uh, dips in the market, the wild swings that we're about to endure, you know, what, what is there for you? Really, what, what, what is there for you? And I'm not, this isn't some kind of doom and gloom thing. I'm not saying there's nothing you can do or whatever. I'm just saying, the system is rigged so that the people with wealth are the ones who are going to survive. They're going to survive the downturn and they're going to have the assets to buy everything when everything's cheap, when no one can afford it. So then what, what about us? What about the rest of us? You know, um, is that when we take up arms is that, is that when we fully invest in Bitcoin? <laughs> is that when, I mean, that is kind of the whole point of Bitcoin, right? Is that we're trying to extract, um, you know, instead of the wealth con- continually being extracted, extracted from us from the banking system, it's like a decentralized thing. You know, this idea that like you're going to get away from the banking system and sort of have a way of moving money around that is um, transparent, truthful, you know, it's a thing. It's the whole idea of like what we talk about versus what we don't talk about. Bitcoin is a thing that nobody is talking about, right? I mean, people are talking about it, but nobody knows really is, but it's not like the mainstream media is talking about it. They're not talking about Bitcoin. They're not talking about the rally in gold and silver right now. They're not talking about any of that because all those things actually do 
uh, what that means is um, those things doing well means that the dollar is doing poorly, right? And that's another thing we're not talking about, that the value of the dollar may be collapsing. Maybe it's crashing, especially with all this money printing, you know, especially with all this buying of cheap assets or whatever, like who's going to have faith in the dollar that it's going to be worth anything later on the line when you know that all the Fed is doing is buying a bunch of shitty things. You know, those shitty things aren't going to get be worth more later. So what's the point of putting your money in with the U.S. as it buys all this shitty stuff? I don't fucking know. Okay, so here we are. I feel like uh, this has definitely been a rambly one. Have I been rambling? Okay, no, 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 because <laughs> so I'm talking about the American scheme. Okay, talk about the scheme. Like what all this is. This is just a big old scheme just to take your money. They don't care if you give a penny. That's still a penny they didn't have. That's still a penny of your money. See, they, meaning the government, our government, every facet of government from, and I'm talking about America. I know I have a couple of listeners overseas. I'm just talking about America. Like the American revenue base is the taxpayer, right? That's where everything comes from. There's no money it makes on its own. The American government doesn't isn't a business. It doesn't make anything. It just takes tax money and then allocates it. So we have, we're seven wars. We have seven wars. Okay, all tax money, right? We have uh, what a DEA, a centralized sort of like FBI. We have we have a giant sort of police state, surveillance state. We have a giant sort of you know we have we got a lot of infrastructure, uh, not the good kind like roads, but the other kind you know like where they're listening to everything. They got cops everywhere. They got you know that's all money, right? All that. Then they give money to the individual police departments at the county level the the local level whatever they give them money so they can buy cool shit like you know fucking sonic weapons and like you know beanbag guns put down protesters more riot gear you know just things like that tanks and whatnot just stuff stuff you may need in case the shit goes down and um you know what you have gun battles in the street like you do now of course, the cops, I guess they're just staying out of it because they're like, hey, wait, you don't want us around, right? So they're just kind of staying out of it. But really, what what are we going to do is have like three-way gun battles between Antifa, uh, libertarians, and cops. Like, is that, is that, that's not, we don't need more gun battles in the street. Like, that's just, uh, you know, again, my, uh, please, my, refer to my last podcast about um, non-lethal bullets where I make the case for everybody should just uh, have non-lethal bullets, just flood the market with them and just go around, we can shoot each other and then, you know, regret it, you know, and not have to actually kill anybody, all right? But maybe maybe the killing is necessary. I don't know. Who am I? I'm, you know, maybe we shouldn't play God. Maybe we shouldn't try to manipulate the market like the Fed is doing, huh? How about that? Maybe I should practice what I preach and just stay out of it. <laughs> stay out of it. Well, I feel like, okay, so this whole thing is about, like, the lies that we're told, right? Uh, Like, this whole thing. I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just rambling about lies, right, that we're told by the media. Uh Uh-huh. Let's just talk about, um, let's talk about the wars. Like, how did we get into these, we have seven wars. How did we get into the first one? How did we get into any of them, right? Uh, If you look back at the record of the media you could see that they were the ones trumpeting us into war they were the ones who are like we got to go to war so afghanistan it was like oh that's a given we got to go in there because fucking osama was there but then iraq they're like uh well iraq is sponsoring terrorism the kind of terrorism that attacked us so you know it's like we're, we got a global war on terror and so we got to go in there man you know there's plenty of evidence that they're developing a nuke yellow cake uranium remember when colin powell went it was like yellow cake you he had 
a little vial of it, yellow cake uranium to the UN, you know, and then he lied. It was a lie. <laughs> it, was a, it was all a lie. And then Robert Mueller, remember St. Mueller, who, who's head of the FBI at the time, spoke to Congress and said, yeah, they got the weapon. We got evidence that they got, we got it off a dude. This dude said it and it, and then it turned out it wasn't true. No, that was true. And then under the false pretext that um, the media helped push us forward on, there we go. We went into the wars. And then somehow, so we got two wars there. We got two wars. We got one, which kind of made sense. And then the other one, which made no sense, but we we're like, fuck it. We got we to gotta do something about these guys, right? We got, so we went in. And then it turned out, ah, oh, dude, these wars fucking suck, especially the second one. The second one, we got the Abu Ghraib, we got fucking, you know, we had Fallujah. We got a lot of people dying. You got, it doesn't seem to be working out. We got, what are we going to do? And a lot of people were just pissed off. And so the Democrats came in on a wave of anti-war sentiment. And what did we do under the Democrats? The good guys were supposed to stop the war. We turned two wars into seven. Two wars into seven. Seven, not four not six but seven i mean that's pretty i mean you gotta give it to obama again give it to him i gave it to him before but let's give it to him again about being the best president ever okay i mean in terms of being a manager for the war state i mean but let that he's like the lebron james right he's like the fucking jordan of that shit all right and that's i know it's kind of stereotypical like black people are better at everything including being administrators of the war machine, okay? And I, big ups to him. Anyways, what does all this have to do with anything, right? Um, well, I, listen, I was lied to as a kid growing up. See, my dad my dad is now on perhaps his sixth wife, um, possibly. And every single wife that he had, uh, well, there's two I don't remember. So starting from number three, four, five, those three, um, he tried to lie and basically uh say that they were my real moms you know by five it was too late i was like college so that wasn't working but you know we were all just kind of together gonna just be like okay yeah that's my mom and you know you just live in this delusion and and the stepmoms were in on it too and that we were all living under this weird tyranny of uh falsehood right like this weird lie we're just living a deception all together all together just pretending that nothing ever happened in the past and we were always like this we were always been together when i was little my dad told me uh, when i was four the first stepmom i was like where where, where was she and uh, my dad told me oh she was in a car accident we were in a car <laughs> we were in a car while, while he said it so i'm pretty sure he was just looking around being like car car we're in a car accident and then i remember my stepmom i'm still being like yeah and then me being like hmm okay well i guess that's what it is and i believe them you know i was a kid why should they lie to me i believe them but then that stepmom left okay when i was eight and then a new one came when i was 11 and my dad was like here's your mom she's been here this whole time and i was like i don't know about you sure and then she was just like yeah and i was like ah, i don't know and then that one was a little weird because i was going through puberty then and i was having like you know edipal well, was not edipal because she's a stepmom stepmom she you know it was like i was a boy going through puberty they're lying to me telling me this lady's my mom but she's not my mom i know she's not my mom you know what i'm saying so you don't think a lot of weird psychosexual stuff wouldn't come out of that uh it did okay <laughs> i just wanted to fuck my stepmom so bad uh but you know but that's look at the porn now it's completely normal right you think that that's it's in fact i was ahead of the curve that's really what it was i was i'm a trendsetter you know what i mean like people fucking you know the it's a common thing when everybody's fucking getting divorced i'm sure you know you get some weird fucking feelings sexual feelings about step 
moms and dads and brothers and sisters. I mean, that's what all porn is now, right? Like that's the safe incest taboo is the step fucking is step fucking. Right. So there you go. That it was wonders for my mental health for uh, them to lie to me. Right. And then the last one, you know, in college, uh, that by that time it was just, I'm just like, yeah, you know, we're all, it's basically like how America is now where we're just like, yeah, remember the last days of weed, uh, being illegal in places like California or whatever. I mean, I'm sure in places across the country where it is illegal, it's probably similar where you're just like, yeah, weeds illegal. Okay. Yeah. It's, you know, we're just all kind of like going along with it and being like, okay, yeah, it's real bad. It's, it's illegal. Okay. You know, and, um, and just go along with it and you know it's a fucking lie you know it's a scam you know it's not real you know it's just some kind of you know it's just a fucking grift people are making money off of it you know and you're just like smoking all you want to do is smoke it but they can nail you throw you in jail okay for a long ass time just for being a poor ass motherfucker if you're a rich ass motherfucker with tons of weed they don't give a fuck but just being some guy that they can nail you on because that's money it's money in the bank you know they could take you use you for labor in prison that's what they they need prison open you know notice neither side democrat or republican okay neither side is talking about ending the drug war right neither side is talking about ending the uh, prison labor that's in all these prisons you know and guess how you fill those prisons up with marijuana users right because there just aren't enough drug users to fill them up i mean unless we come up with something else maybe racists maybe that will we'll just uh enslave racists that'll teach them you know, and then they can make our Warby Parker glasses or something or Starbucks cups or I don't know what they make in there. But, yeah, let them make it with little Tesla stocks. Maybe they're all making Tesla stock in jail. <laughs> just make it, I don't know, just putting a stock together and putting it in the market. And then you buy it and then it just goes up. It's amazing. Amazing business model. And that's what it is, right? So, I don't know. We're in seven wars. My dad is on a sixth wife. Will he have a seventh wife? That's what I'm wondering. Seven wars, seven wives. You know, my dad is like America. You know what I mean? He just, he just keeps taking and taking. He lies. He lies his way through the thing. He tells everybody he made this. I did this. And then he just, he's kind of just destroying lives as he go, stealing money from here and there. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if my dad really stole any money or, you know, I'm sure he made the money he made. There is some questionable uh, stuff about my grandpa's death, but we don't need to get, in that. get into that here. I'm just saying, you know, lies you might think that yo what's the harm in lying because you know we are it's everything's built on lies right like it's all marketing we have a marketing country freedom truth justice you know we know that the reality isn't really like that you know it is and it isn't you know and it's all very complicated but it's it's a it's bullshit okay realizing that is healthier than living under the delusion that's what I'm saying as a person who did live under a delusional mindset, you know, uh, kind of like being in a cult, whatever, but I was lied to, my reality was obscured, it was all a narrative designed to keep me away from the truth because, I don't know why, I mean, honestly, because of cowardice is the only thing I can think of, scary, it was scary to tell the truth, uh, my dad was willing to fuck up my mental health and my sense of reality over telling me the truth, over having to swallow his pride, tell me the truth, be like, ah, fucked up, or, you know, whatever, like, I divorced, I divorced my mom, I probably because he fucked around on him, you know, like, whatever, tell me the truth. He was willing to destroy my mental health, my well-being, my self-esteem, my sense of reality over 
bucking up and telling me the truth, okay? So that's exactly what Hillary Clinton did to this country. <laughs> and that's exactly what the country does to its people. It doesn't matter who's in charge. It doesn't matter who's in charge. Don't you see? It's like what we talk about versus what we don't talk about. The things we don't talk about, the war on terror, the war on drugs, okay? The, the fact that the rich are getting richer and that all the um, major things in the fucking CARES Act or whatever is just basically uh, transfers of wealth to the rich and how every single president, you know, every single president going all the way back to maybe Eisenhower or something has transferred wealth to the rich. It's just an upward transfer of wealth from the working class, the poor, whatever, all the taxpayers, right? And so it's just all going upwards. We're not talking about that. We're not talking about how no one's going to get health care. There's going to be no health care, man. You think there's going to be health care? No, of course not, because the insurance companies are all part of this scheme that I told you about of the lobbyists. They're lobbying the Congress. Neither side's going to want free health care for all because the insurance companies don't want it, and they're going to be like, you know what? It's not on the table. It's not on the table, just like ending the wars aren't on the table, okay? It's not on the table, just like, you know, just like when they were impeaching Donald Trump, they passed his military budget, and gave him the Space Force. Why would they do that? Perhaps that's evidence of Democrat and Republican conclusion for the war state. Perhaps everything is collusion for the war state. And it isn't just the war state. Remember, you know, uh, I told you about Ray McGovern's thing, the Mickey Mat, right? Ray McGovern is a, is a journalist, and he coined this phrase, Mickey Mat, which is, you know, it's not just the military-industrial complex anymore, which was the MIC, Right. It is now the M-I-C-I-M-A-T, the Mickey Mat, which is the military, industrial, congressional, intelligence, media, academic, think tank conglomerate that works toward maintaining the status quo. The status quo being forever war, right? Forever war, yay, the forever war, surveillance state, uh, you know, just uh, more and more war, whether it's cyber war, whether it's real war. We're in the business of war, and we are. Half of the arms sold uh, in the world are American. We make that money. I'm sure when it comes to cyber war, we want to make sure at least half of the weapons we sell belong to us. You know, half of those weapons are ours. Okay, we want to make we want to have market share of cyber weapons. We want white market share of all weapons, right? We're not about peace. We're not about compassion. That's a, you know, it's bullshit. It's that we, we're not about saving lives. We're about killing. I mean, that's what we do. We kill. We are in the business of it. We fucking love it. We're we are making hand over fist money. Fuck you, money. Shoot you in the face, money. You know what I'm saying? With all this money that we're making from the arms deals, we sell arms. That's what we do. You know what I'm saying? That's what we do. So I feel like, you know, all this is sort of like, it goes back to the allegory of the cave, you know, Plato's cave, the whole idea that like you got your people inside the cave looking at shadows being projected onto a wall and kind of being occupied. And then one person goes outside, sees the sun and is blinded, but then starts seeing actual reality and being like, oh, dude, the fucking cave is not real. It's like, it's all out here, guys. You go in there and you try to tell them. And what do they do? They ridicule you. They might stab you. They might, you know, you're threatening, you're threatening the world order. People want to see the shadows. People like the shadows in the cave. The shadows in the cave are comforting. It's like uh, Joe Montana. Uh, Joe Montana. No. <laughs> Joey Pants. Joe Pantoliano. Another Joe Italiano. Joe Pantoliano. Joey Pants' character in The Matrix where he's like, I'm eating the steak, but I know it's uh, I know it's fake, but I don't care. You know, like the whole idea that it was like, let's just all buy in to the delusion and the reality instead of like 
doing the hard work of having to face the truth, right? I mean, it's human nature. I get, I get my dad, why he didn't want to tell me the truth. I don't necessarily forgive him for it, but I get, I can empathize why. It's not easy. But on the other hand, if you could think outside of yourself, you would see that you're actually fucking up the kid more. You're fucking up your kid more by not telling them the truth. Jesus Christ, you want that? Is that what you want on your head? But he didn't care. He ran off, by the way. He's, he's ran off just like Joe Rogan to Texas, and I guess that's what you do nowadays, you know, when the going gets tough. When you can't stand the heat, you go to Texas where it's hotter. I don't get it. Anyways. Um, this is a bit of a long one. It's the last, uh, I'm trying to use up my data for the month. Okay. So yeah, it's going to be a long one. Um, so I feel like, you know, this idea of being woken up, everybody's like, are you pill red pilled? Are you woken up? Are you woke? Are you, are you awake? Have your eyes opened? You know, all these, uh, Plato's cave allegories, right? Matrix allegories, which is just Plato's cave. You know, like where all these allegories about waking up. I feel like the central thing beyond the idea of waking and then telling everybody you're awoke, uh, I'm awake, I'm woke, I'm so woke. You know, it, it, everybody thinks of the guy who went outside and is telling everybody inside the cave. But the thing is, the cave is so sophisticated that there's a whole simulation of going outside. That's actually another shadow on the wall. Another part of the shadow on the wall is you going outside and seeing what you think is reality and then coming back in and being like, hey, everybody. So it's like the second layer of uh, illusion that you can be trapped in instead of whatever whatever is real. And honestly, I couldn't tell you what real is. I mean, I've done a lot of work on my mental health, the mental health that was ruined by my dad from all those lies. You know, I did, uh, you know, I did a lot of therapy. I did psychoanalysis. I did a lot of mushrooms. <laughs> I did a lot of acid. I, you know, I've done a lot of psychedelics. I meditate, you know, I exercise. I try to cut out sugar. You know, I try to work on things I eat so that it try to see if that affects my mood. You know, we're, we're constantly putting in a lot of work to fucking deal with this shit. And I can't help but thinking maybe this would be a lot easier if my dad had just given me some tools, like one of those tools being just like how to tell the truth about something that might be shitty and then just deal with it. You know, instead of running away like a coward, creating a web of lies and then not giving a fuck what happens in its wake, you know, which is kind of like what he did, which is kind of like what America does. And that's why I'm so passionate (laughs) about lies, right? Passionate about these lies. You know, one such lie that I feel like is going around is in the conspiracy circles, uh, conspiracy circles about North Korea. And basically the conspiracy is that it doesn't exist. North Korea doesn't exist, they say. It's a CIA thing. It doesn't exist. It's, uh, you know, it's just uh, that Korea is there. In fact, South Korea is there, but North Korea doesn't exist. And North Korea is actually a staging ground for whatever their new world order things are because it's like right by China. Maybe China's in on it. Maybe there's a global thing going on. I mean, I think the narrative of the conspiracy kind of spirals around depending on who you think is actually controlling everything is it jews is it chinese is it lizard people you know is it underground mole people rock people saturn people moloch people i mean there's there's always like this idea that there's some alien or non-human or whatever or maybe it's a metaphor for a type of human you know like a sociopath or something some kind of tribe of people who are evil who need to eat babies and bathe in their blood and they need to do all this in a place called north korea that doesn't exist so everything you've seen is like actually a, and then there there's like well you've never seen anybody and but we have seen people from north korea well they're all fake well what the fuck like oh you haven't even you know how come uh, when you have satellite pictures of north korea everything's dark why is everything how could everything 
because that's how they fucking seriously live. That's how they seriously live. They live like you think. I know Koreans. They want to save electricity or whatever, use it for their nuclear projects or whatever. They'll fucking they'll do it. They got Korean people to believe that electric fans kill them at night in order to save electricity in South Korea. Okay, you don't see you. These are the people. The people fucking spreading these conspiracies have no idea about Korean people. They don't understand how, of course, there's a North Korea and a South Korea. It makes complete sense. You know, anything about Koreans, you know that that makes complete and total sense. In fact, a unified Korea would be a miracle. That's really what would be the miracle. Like, Koreans hate each other, okay? They, they would fight. They would be in East and West Korea if they could fucking manage it. You know what I'm saying? And you're trying to tell me you think it's fake just because of whatever, you know, whatever conspiracy shit you believe in that also says nukes aren't real, that also says space isn't real, that says nothing's real, every mass shooting is not real, 9-11 wasn't real, nothing's real, nothing's real, nothing's real. So then what the fuck is real, huh? What you say is the flatter earth and the whatever, the, <laughs> that's what's real? Whatever. Like, I'm supposed to listen to you? I'm supposed to listen to you, the guy who knows nothing. Or the guy who knows, who thinks he knows so much, Right? I was supposed to listen to you and not listen to, say, like my own family. So I not listen. I think, it, and you know what? It's easy for all these people to say that North Korea isn't real because they have no stake in it. They're not Korean. They don't have any family members. So it would be fucking ballsy as fuck for me to come out and be like, there's no North Korea. I should drive to Texas right now and confront my father and tell him there is no North Korean, you CIA shill. That's why you've been lying to me about my mom's. That's why you had to run away. That's why I had to go to Texas. That's why you fucking could never tell me the truth. That's why you couldn't ever look me in the eye and tell me the truth about each of these fucking wives you had, about your past, about anything, about anything you've ever been embarrassed about, about any of that. The reason why you could never tell me any of the things that are true to my face is because you're in the CIA. Okay, maybe you're protecting me. Maybe I'd have to be killed if you told me. I don't know. Maybe if you told me that he... you know, married some chick that he knocked up and really didn't, it was kind of weird and she didn't like him and stuff and that was my mom. Maybe that that's just, you know, that's not really what happened and is that he's in the CIA, okay? That's what it is. And I'm going to confront him and tell him that he's a CIA shill, that he doesn't even exist and all my family that have been kidnapped in North Korea, they're all in the CIA. We're all in the CIA. And you know what? I'm in the CIA, okay? I'm in the CIA. Fuck you. <sighs> I just feel like that's maybe they need to be auto warm BA'd. You know what I mean? These guys, these a lot of like white dudes, white non-Korean guys who like say that there's no North Korea. Maybe they need to be kidnapped by North Korea and then beaten or I don't know. I think the beating just comes. I don't want them to be beaten, but they can't help it. Koreans can't help beat you if you've been captured by them. That's just a cultural thing. So sorry. Maybe the beatings will help you. Uh, be like, oh, this is real. I mean, I don't know. Tell that to the Warren B.A. family, that Otto Warren B.A. guy. Remember that goofy white kid who fucking died under North Korean care after he ripped off a poster and then he died. He was a vegetable and he died here and then we're like, eh, and then nothing happened. <laughs> you know, and Trump was president. He was supposed to be a hard line to get, but he was like, eh, you know, and it was just like, eh, nobody, you know why? Because nobody cares about the average person. Nobody cares about Otto. Okay. Nobody cares about Joe Schmobot. Nobody cares, okay? No matter what the paradigm, whoever you are who's just like in the middle, you're the buffer, okay? You got your top, you got your bottom, and the middle is the buffer, and that's that's what we are. We are here in the buffer. Fucking dumbass North Korean conspiracy theorists. I don't know. I feel like they're either shills or retards, okay? They're either <laughs> complete shills or they work for the CIA. You were being hired by the CIA to spread misinformation just to cause doubt, uh, you know, so chaos and doubt. 
all right? Because that benefits anybody who wants to create a narrative. You know, you want to create a narrative, you get people listening to you, so confusion, and then out of fear will come the belief in what you want. You want them to believe in the Red Scare. You want them to believe that Russia's out there or China's out there or whoever's out there trying to get you, you know, we can do it. That seems to be the only real similarity between the two parties uh, or the real difference between the two parties is who they want to fight, right? It's like the Democrats want to fight Russia and the Republicans want to fight China, okay? That's who, which nuclear power from the Cold War do we want to fight, huh? Forget, and that's just, uh, you know, because it's just, it doesn't matter. Left wing, white, right wing, you know? There's, it's just two wings of the same mansion, okay? That's what it is. It's my variation of two wings of the same bird. Two wings of the same, because that is what it is. Two wings of the same domicile of some rich motherfucker okay who doesn't even none of this is real to that motherfucker either it's just all numbers and you know that's all it is and so here we are what does that all mean it means to me that everybody has their own personal cave to deal with just like my cave was the shadows created on the in the wall by my dad and then by extension i realized those shadows were also just like the shadows created by the government you know what i'm saying created by the people and even people around me just people trying to lie to me people try to lie to me all the time people try to lie to everybody is trying to lie to everybody the, the, the advertising is trying to lie to you all the time constant lying right and uh, it just made me more um maybe less susceptible to it just because i'm so heightened by lies right like I, I can tell and then i understand that there's a maliciousness to it it's a cowardice and a maliciousness that just you have to stand up to right or I have to, obsessively, which will probably get me in trouble. Like, I will be the girl, the little girl in The Emperor Wears No Clothes. I will be that little girl, and I will be torn from limb to limb, okay? That's what's going to happen. That's what happens nowadays. <sighs> Anyways, um, thank you so much for listening to this extra-long ramble of the Rodin Kim cast. Um, I hope you can please follow me on Twitter, on Instagram. Subscribe to me on YouTube, on Spotify, on Apple and Google, and all the major podcast platforms. Um, I don't know why I'm talking like that. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, goodbye.